morning that this is this is your this is your post from this morning yeah bam we're live this is cool okay uh brought to you by paper street coffee 2023 semifinals power rankings uh the yellow is great it's popping look at this oh what someone wrote nice shirt oh okay Low, it, uh lowlands throwdown yeah that's the event director of the lowlands throwdown uh, robin stalma good friend of mine big supporter of mine for a long time and i was uh, happy to be able to help him with his semifinal t- uh, last year. Uh, Robin, it looks like whoever posted that tried to fade out the Lowlands Throwdown. No, that's just you. how the shirt is. <laughs> don't get all don't get all excited, Robin. Um, okay. Uh, oh shit! I already I already ruined it. There we go. Oh oh shit! Oh shit! Wow, what a crazy, what a, it's kind of a crazy year for CrossFit, right? In terms of just the shuffling of all the athletes. Yeah, there's you how know, many there people, are, I guess, how many people who aren't competing like the likes of Tia? There are, Ricky? well, that, that's really you know, one of the main reasons that I did the power rankings at this time of the year is because, and as the article on the website explains, I think since August on the men's side, there's close to 40 athletes that I had in my original 100 power rankings last season or after the games last season that are not competing individually this season. And, and, and when you sorry, you said 40, um, that's both men and women because I know no, just on the men's side, I think. Oh shit. But wow. What a shitty reader I am. I thought I read the article last night and it said 24 on the men's side, which would be a quarter okay. of the, of the people nearly. a quarter. So, um, it's this right here, right? This article where uh, Justin's biting the coin. Yeah. By the way, if anyone wants to follow along, you can open up. Uh, I'll I'll put the link in the. Um, you can keep watching. But you might on- be right about the total. Okay. Uh, you can keep watching and uh, click the link. Um, the audio probably won't go away on YouTube. I'll put the link here down in the comments, and it's just B like the letter B and then friendly. Oh no! So B, there was befriendlyfitness.com, yeah. and then you can follow along and see and see the articles we're looking at and the uh, list of the power rankings. Go ahead, Ryan. Actually, su- surprise! I was right again. No, <laughs> I was getting kind of, I actually felt bad for being right. If I there was were, right. So between August and January, there were 17 men that I removed from the list because they weren't competing in the season. Okay. But between January and now there were yeah. 24 more at male okay. athletes that I removed from the list. So that's a total of 41. And that's why I, I would felt give like myself a partial correct for that. Yeah. Definitely. Partial. Okay. Not full retard. Just, just not, not fully paying attention. And that's, you know, that's why I thought it was necessary to do it again, because that's, you know, a quarter of the field of the top 100 athletes that I thought, you know, were were competing this year in just three months are no longer in the competition, which is obviously, like you mentioned, you know, will shake things up, but it creates a lot of opportunity as well. And so I was like, well, we should, you know, fill in another 24 guys so that the, the fans in various parts of the world or all over the world can have the opportunity to be at least like, a little bit familiar with these names because some of them will do, you know, cool things at semifinals, even if they don't make the games. Uh, if you go to paperstreetcoffee.com, it's paper and then just ST Street. No, sorry. Take two. If you if you go to paperstreetcoffee.com, but you don't spell out street, just paper ST uh, coffee and use the code word seven, you can get I th- it's a big discount. I forget what it is, but I think it's more than 10 percent. I want to save in 20 percent on your coffee. And uh, it's always great to uh, support Gabe. It's the only coffee that I drink. I assume now it's the only coffee that I shouldn't say only. That's not true. Uh, when my coffee machine's busted, I drink strong coffee, but they don't sponsor me. 
Um, and uh, I would also like to say that if you have trouble following along on this podcast, it's probably probably because you lack mental clarity or something's wrong with your testosterone. So you should go to cahormones.com. Uh, if you're in California, New York, Florida, Arizona, the, you have to look at the states. But there's places where you can actually get the free blood work. And then everyone who uses the code word SEVON um, can get the uh, free consultation. If you want to know also more about uh, cahormones.com, uh, Andrew Hiller has a show called Testosterone Tuesday where he talks about his experience with uh, CA hormones. And finally, uh, BirthFit. I just want to say, like, if you're interested in getting your um, – knowing more about the uh, baby making process, the uh, growing of babies in women and the uh, birthing of babies. You want to do it to make uh, mama and baby the happiest. Uh, it's something I'm hugely passionate about and a huge supporter of BirthFit and that community. Brian has a new website. Uh, it is called Be Friendly. Is it new? It's new. It's today is new. It's like new yesterday new. Yeah, I guess technically we made it live last night, but as of this morning, we had announced that it was live uh, for the first time. And it is um, – I've already found one or two inaccuracies, things that uh, I would – I don't know inaccuracies is too strong. Things that I would be uh, – I think are contentious. He's claiming it is the aggregator of all the best content in the CF community from the best um, um, uh, also uh, creators and reporters in the community, and uh, I resent that. Um, but um, it's nearly – I would – I would, I would, I would, I would go as far – because I think that about the Sevon podcast. I would go as far – as to say, it is it is uh, nearly exclusive in its um, uh, aggregation curation of the best content uh, on the um, web, and uh, and and now we really have two powerhouses. To be honest with you, two people who are obsessed with CrossFit in the field, um, him and Brian Spin. If you like using the um, internet uh, and and reading shit and being up to date on CrossFit, that's you want to be a junkie. Those are the I think those are the places you'd want to go. Do you, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, spin especially is going to be really, really fast. Anything yeah. that's, you know, and, and he's, he doesn't, he's, I would say he's less selective about what he puts out there. Like if, he, if there's something that comes across his plate and he thinks the community should know about it, then he's going to write something about it and spit it out faster than probably anyone. I'm a little bit more selective in what I put out there. A lot of the stuff that I work on has, you know, takes time to produce. It's a more evaluative or analytical so it might not be as timely as his. So you should definitely follow him for that kind of stuff. And then, you know, we will address some of those topics, but usually not in the same quick turnaround that he will. Spin will let you know if he gets a photo of Katrin David's daughter and um, a Street Horner holding hands. And he'll also let you know that the leaderboard is fucked up as fast as he can. Brian, you can come over to Brian's if you in uh, six hours later, and Brian will explain to you how the leaderboard is fucked up and post the correct version. For, for example okay uh the website's cool it's beautiful it's crazy easy to navigate um and uh and and here we are you know what's crazy brian is this is to show you how um how much outgunned i am i uh, yesterday when i was preparing for this podcast i went to your post from last year for your power rankings and I was reading the comments and I was like, these comments don't make any sense to me. And it took me literally like 10 minutes of reading all the comments from last year's post to realize, oh, that's last year's post. So, so that, that part the, where I told you that that was a little embarrassing. It would be online last night, but the Instagram post wouldn't be up to this morning. Just 
in one ear out the other. Maybe well, I just I saw, I saw this and I just yeah I guess I'm like oh he went he went early. So this is last year's. This is August of last year. So that was right after the games. Okay. And then at that point, I was you know I just kind of zoomed out all the people that weren't involved in the CrossFit Games this year for whatever reason. I included them in those rankings. And then as the off season progressed, as we mentioned, we find out that several of those men won't be competing because whatever team injury retirement. And then again, as the season goes on a few more months, we have more people on that list. So um, these are just links back if you wanted to see. So in some cases you might, you might be a, a fan or you might go to the gym or your coach might be someone on this list. And you could go back and see, oh, in August, they were 80th. But with these people that have dropped out, now they're up there in the top 50 or something like that. Whenever we do these power ranking shows, I always start the show by asking Brian, what exactly are the power rankings? Before I am going to ask him that, but before I do, I want to read you this uh, opening line here um, from the actual article that published uh, last night, Men's Semifinal Power Ranking. It says, I've been creating my own power rankings for the sport of CrossFit for nearly a decade. It begins as a mean to try to beat my friends in a version of fantasy CrossFit that I created leading into the 2014 CrossFit Games. And I, th I think that contextualizes it pretty good. Uh, what, what are the um, power rankings, Brian? Yeah, so this is – it's basically uh, at this point in the season or, you know, just in, in general, these are the guys that I think are the top 100 fittest on earth. And I think that <clears throat> it can be tricky to assess exactly what that means because, you know, there are, are data points that we have um, in recent memory that are open in quarterfinals for these athletes. Every athlete on this list is also, registered to compete at semifinals so there's you know a high likelihood we'll see them all in a live competition for the first time in the game season in two to five weeks from now um and so sometimes there's athletes that do really really well in those competitions uh, the online competitions and it's like well what do you do with them because i have seen too often over the past decade that's that sometimes there's an athlete that pops up there has this amazing online performance maybe back to back in recent years when they do opening quarterfinals but then they get to a semifinal and they can't replicate it there's other times where the, i think that the open in the quarter so in that case I, i'm not really weighing that heavily that athlete's performance on the power rankings even though they might be you know top five in whatever competitive region they are i'm like i still need to see something more from that them in live competition but there are other situations where athletes end up having a good competition that you may not have expected. Maybe they haven't competed in a couple of years. They're coming back from an injury. They had something unusual like Annika Greer had last year happen to him. So he didn't necessarily get to see what she would have done in the semifinal. And there's a lot of athletes that fall into those categories that I put a little bit more weight into their performances. And sometimes it's athletes that are a little bit more that are later on in their career. And I'm just, you know, we'll, I think that especially on the women's side, we'll have a lot of conversations around this where I'm looking at really specific things like, you know, how well are they handling weight? And because so, there's been some heavy tests and what's that going to look like when we get to a really, really narrow field where most of the athletes are, young, are younger and stronger than them. So there can be a lot of different things that go into it. It's definitely not just like, oh, this is how well they did in quarterfinals and this is why. So I'm just going to like copy and paste into this. I try to evaluate the athletes against each other in a narrow range. You know, I kind of group them by maybe tens and then I kind of look and see um, if there's someone that I think can do very well. And sometimes I take a risk on an athlete. You know, there's some athletes that I see and I just 
based on, you know, 10 years of studying this sport, I think to myself, okay, athletes that have had these three kind of pieces of DNA are generally ones that break through in the sport within one to two years. And if I see that in someone early on, I'll take a gamble and put them kind of higher on my rankings than they would show up on most others. Brian, if, if I were, uh, we have a friend, uh, Tyler Watkins, he has a app called lawn chair leaderboarding. I call it the Tyler Watkins, uh, what do I call it? Tyler Watkins fitness app, Tyler Watkins fantasy fitness, fantasy fitness league, Tyler Watkins fantasy fitness league. If we play that this year, should I just put in I should I just pull this up and just play right off of here? So as we're doing the draft, um, the practical application of your list, I could just be like, okay, JR picked Justin, Brian picked uh, Roman, and Ty, uh, John Young picked Patrick Vellner. No one's picked Adler, and I just pick him. You think that's just is it? Liter- is it like that? I would. I mean, <clears throat> possibly, but you know, you might just say, I don't. I don't really like Adler. I'm a Hopper guy. I'm gonna take okay. Hopper. He's close on the list, but it would be like, it would but be I got the gist of it. The spirit of what I'm saying is accurate. Yeah. However, you know, um, as you see, these, these guys are coming from different competitive regions. So going into each semifinal weekend, I will actually make predictions that are specific to those semifinal regions for men, women, and teams. <clears throat> and if you're playing Tyler's, you know, app or his games during that time, those would probably be more, helpful because they'll you know they'll condense the list for you to the the ones that are directly applicable if this was the games we'd only have 40 men left and that might work really well and and like uh, heidi calls it the tyler watkins experience i'm i i like that a lot um but uh, like she said but th- then you have to decide who you're going to plug into each event and obviously there's some nuances to it um if you already have a, uh, an endurance guy um, you wouldn't pick two endurance guys. You might go down the list, but, but uh, the general, the spirit of what I'm saying is correct. I'm just trying to, for, for people like me, that helps me understand. Basically you're saying if these people had a, a competition out of the hopper, um, uh, you know, 10 or 13 events, this is the, this is how you think they'd finish. Yeah. Okay. I like it. It's awesome. Fantastic. And, um, there are some, uh, columns here, um, uh, rank athlete. Those are obvious, a uh, competitive region, obvious previous, previous to being the list you made in January. Okay. And then change. Would it be, if there's no minus, does that mean that they, the, all these people moved up or these all move ups? Yeah. I don't think I had anyone that messed, that moved down on the men's field. Some people why? now explain down. why that is. How is it on the first pay, first 25? No one moved down. Do you want to explain that? Well, basically there were just some guys from this list that uh, like Ricky Garrard was third on the list and he dropped off. So everyone is moving up one Willie George, Travis Mayer and Scott Panchik were three others that were on the list that uh, in the top 25 that dropped out. And so those are the basically the ones that moved up and there's no one on this list in the top 25 that's like a a massive unknown to me you know there are some guys that are we didn't necessarily get to see them throughout the entire season last year like Chandler Smith or Samuel Cornway who didn't compete as an individual but I have a pretty good understanding of who those guys are as athletes and so relative to their peers I haven't seen anything from the open or quarterfinals or Honestly, I don't think that these guys are doing anything in the opening quarterfinals that's really going to be indicative of the growth that they've made or the regression that they've had. I think we will start to see that in semifinals. And based on what happens there, there will be a lot more change at the, towards the top of the leaderboard. 
Um, what's the criteria for being on the list? For example, what if you're not like if you're not competing this year, you don't get to be on the list? Or what if you go masters? Are you on the list? No. So these all of these 100 men are men that are remaining in the individual elite competition. And let me ask you this. So you don't is Rich Froning completely out? Could Rich Froning still go individual? Well, theoretically, I think he's still. I think he. Is I don't still mean masters. I mean, could to, he go? No, but is he uh, le- this point of the season? No, he did not oh. do the individual quarterfinals. Okay, and did Scott Panchik? No. Okay, but if they would have, if they would have, they then. I mean, I don't even think it's likely. Then they would have qualified for the semifinals. And they would be on. And then if they registered for semifinals, then I would include them on this list. Even if they said they weren't going, they were doing it for fun. You basically go off of the fact of what competitions they've done. I don't think that Rich Froning knows how to work out for fun. Like when he, I mean, especially okay. when it's like he's not going to show up to, you know, he might not have the same capacity in his life or bandwidth in his life to, to prepare and train the way that he used to when he would go to a, you know, a live competition. But I think it's just ingrained in who he is. Like if he shows up to a flag football game, you're not going to get – he's not going to be walking through the place. You know, he's going to be playing hard. Uh, you are looking at the web- website B, the letter B, friendlyfitness.com. It's Brian's new website. Uh, but more importantly, this is the uh, power ranking show for the men in the uh, CrossFit world. We are going to talk about the 100 fittest men in the world. Uh, this is the only place where there is a uh, legitimate ranking of all the athletes. This gets updated every uh, – well, at Brian's discretion, but usually it's uh, three times a year, four times a year, Brian? Yeah, some three or four. Okay. Like it'll – you know, I'll, I will do it again before the games because the, and we'll have a very – you know, the, there'll be no uh, discrepancy about who's included on the list or not. It'll only be the men rela- remaining in the season. And so then at that point I'll have had – uh, last August, this past January, this one, and then before the game. So it's kind of like a quarterly check-in. Uh, Eric Weiss, did Be Friendly uh, DEI Council vet the list before posting? Brian, are there any things that you take into account, uh, sexual orientation, skin color, anything that that affects the ranking? No. That, no. Is it strictly performance? performance? God, so shallow. I cannot believe how shallow this list is. Okay. Incredible. Um, I, I think, uh, uh, so, so l- let me just ask you this. Let's just, let's just for shits and giggles. This might take from it. it. Does rich make the top 25 if he, if he is, um, do you, do you have any thoughts on where rich Froning would fit in here? Oh yeah. I mean, well, we were, you know, some people obviously yesterday, the age group semifinals finished and we've had, you know, uh, inaccurate leaderboards from, from CrossFit. So but we were able to, they did distribute a, a list that was more accurate. None of those are official or finalized yet, but in the most accurate version that CrossFit sent us to the athletes, which we've been able to see, some of us have reposted them on our Instagram. If you haven't seen those yet, those are more accurate than the ones on the game site, which still have inaccurate scoring. And look, and there it is probably to no one's surprise, Rich Froning has barely beaten his closest competitor, which in this case is Scott Panchik. And the reason why I say it's to no one's surprise is because that's what he always does throughout the history of his individual career in CrossFit. He was not the Matt Fraser that was trying to win by 500 points. He was the guy who was like, I'm going to do what it takes to get on top of the podium. And that's all he did here. He just did enough to get on top of the, of the leaderboard. And so no one's surprised by that. And I feel like both him and Scott Panchik, I mean, Scott Panchik was in my top 25 before he withdrew from the 
individual part of the season this year. Yeah, they would definitely be in the top five. I think that I would Scott probably... too. You would have Scott in the top five also. Oh, uh, top twenty-five. Excuse me. Top oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. You did say both. You said top twenty-five at first, and then maybe I thought I heard you say top five. I got excited. I might have. I might have misspoke there. How far into the top twenty-five? I think would be different for the two of them. I think I'd probably still have Scott somewhere in the eighteen to twenty-two range, um, and that you know that would be like just behind Saxon and kind of in the mix with his brother Spencer. And then I would have, I think I would have Rich probably just inside the top 10, maybe like eight, eight, nine or 10. Uh, I'm going to, we're going to go back over that for one second. I, I want to ask you this real quick. I want to do some um, uh, gossiping and, and shit talking. The, these leaderboards right here, these are ones you made or helping made or you guys made together? CrossFit, this is, I don't really understand this. CrossFit had emailed this to the athletes who competed in the age group semifinals. Uh So they have a leaderboard that's actually done the math correctly that they emailed out to the athletes yesterday evening. Uh I got a hold of it, you know, pared it down to this view and put it on my Instagram so that people who are, you know, maybe not aware of the fact that the CrossFit Games website leaderboard is not the same as this and is therefore less accurate, that they would be able to find that here. And if you see in the comments, some people even ask, well, what's, What's different about this or why is this more accurate than that one? I don't know why they were able to email this list out to athletes, but not able to update it appropriately on their website. What they, I think Adrian Bosman said on the podcast with Chase Ingram was that they had, it was a technical situation that needed to be overcome in order for that to happen. So hopefully the game site will reflect this leaderboard soon but it's as of now it still does not and so if you go on there and look at the men's 35 to 39 scott panchik's ahead of rich froning but that's not that is actually not the case based on the scoring system that crossfit intended to use Ooh. uh i i wonder i would love to hear the discussion between adrian bosman and uh, justin berg on this adrian must be fucking furious Has i would any, be. have, have I you mean, spoke to adrian no but i you know i would be because this is a bit like this is a I know it doesn't get as much press or attention. I know it's an online competition, but like I mentioned the other day on my Instagram, you know, 540 athletes in 18 different divisions qualified for this competition. And yeah, for a handful of those, they basically know they're going to make it to the games, but like it's never a certainty in sports. You never right. really know. And so this is the critical weekend for these athletes. And at the 50% checkpoint, you're promised by the organizing body that you're going to have a leaderboard. And when the leaderboard comes out and it's completely wrong, and then they release one six hours later, that's still wrong. That's pretty frustrating. You're like, this is my week. This is the, like the Super Bowl for me this year. I making it here was a big deal. How well I do this weekend determines, you know, for some people in their mind, it might determine whether this year is a success or not. And then the, you know, the body who's putting on the competition is unable to do it in the way that it was envisioned to be done and by the, by Adrian. Yeah. I would be super frustrated if I were him. Uh, have they, have they made any, have they taken any responsibility for it or anything? Has just, I feel like I haven't heard from Justin Bergen forever. And I assume that all of this falls on him as the uh, director of the CrossFit games. Have we heard anything. <sighs> I don't think so. I mean, I haven't, um, I'm not, in, I'm Is not this, intimately it, aware of how the, you know, distribution of responsibilities go. But yeah, when you're the, the guy who's kind of at the top and things like this are regularly happening, it seems, I mean, if I just think about other sports, you know, when, when something in the NFL is awry, you get a statement from Roger Goodell. 
Same thing in the NBA or the NHL or the MLB from their commissioners. And I think that Justin Berg is in that kind of acting commissioner role, whether that's a label or not of his actual job, that when something like this comes out, he is the person that I would expect to hear from. And he's the one that would say, yep, you know, this is on us. This is what happened. And we're going to do whatever to correct it. Uh, at least else? take the at least take the heat off the rest of the staff. A Berg is probably in Costa Rica. Wow, Heidi, you have a very very good memory. Uh, in going to what uh, Brian said about athletes who are competing um, as an athlete, this is from uh, Mike uh, Olivius 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 Olivius. What, what, how would you say his last name? Not like that. Okay. Uh, Mike, pool boy, Mike, uh, as an athlete who spends a lot of time by the pool of servicing MILFs, I'm heading to compete at the semifinals in a few weeks. I'm so fucking worried that even more fuck ups will occur. Like even damn stage so far has had major mishaps. Uh, every damn stage has had mishaps so far. Basically what he's saying, and we've seen this before is that people who are at the cut line could get pushed out unfairly. And I mean, that has happened last year. That did happen. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the ultimate risk, the risk or the thing that you don't want to happen. You know, at whatever the competition is, the athletes are showing up to compete. And in the case of the CrossFit game season, until you get to the games, every stage is a qualifier. And that's why I, you know, you've, you've heard me regularly say that it's not the ones at the top of the list that I'm most concerned about. It's the cut line. And so in the open, that's the 10 percent threshold. Like that's the target. Those are the people that are the most interested in the leaderboard and and that part of the leaderboard is completely inaccurate. Going in from the quarterfinals to the semifinals, it's the cut line. It's the 60 or the 30. Those are the, you know, the five athletes on either side of that line. Those are the ones that are sweating it. And you have to make sure that whatever the variables are that's determining who's the last one in and who's the first one out, that those variables are accounted for. And I've been saying it throughout this season and last season that currently there's not a, a structure in place that where CrossFit can guarantee that they're getting it right. This, the competitions, online competitions are unmanageable with the resources that they either have or are choosing to use. And now we're getting to the semifinal stage of competition where you're advancing to the games. And the, you know, that just means that more is on the line. There's a smaller field of play. So you would expect that the even the chances of having those kinds of mistakes would be smaller and smaller. Now we have the Masters semifinals, the age group semifinals, and we see yet again another stage of competition where there's been failure to execute at the, the level that the athletes are expecting and hoping for. And so if you're an individual or a team athlete who's getting ready to go to a semifinal, you know, you're just like Mike, you know, you're like just praying that, please, can we get this one right? There's a lot on the line for some of us. Uh, is this, are, are we seeing an unprecedented amount of hiccups? You've heard, I mean, you've heard Adrian talk about this before. There are, there have been, problems in the administration and execution of the cross the game season forever but not at this frequency and i would say yes it's there's been way too many different things that have been published and then redacted and then reposted with with a correction or a completely different there have been errors on scorecards errors on weights on errors on language that's used errors on scoring i mean the, it, it just goes on and on and it seems to be like um, Mike uh, Olivas, by the way. Olivas, Mike Olivas. <laughs> Suggested. It's at every stage of competition. It's with every announcement. The worldwide ranking announcement, they pulled it down. The strength of field allocation announcement, they, they, they amended that. It's like every single major thing that the community has been waiting on that's related to the competitive season this year has, has been less than, not, than perfect. 
And then, you know, you think about if you zoom all the way out to one of these major principles of, of CrossFit in general, which is virtuosity, that is clearly and obviously missing. You know, when I had Don on, uh, one of the things he was put was like a really hands-off approach, like a really hands-off approach, really, really. And it al- it almost seems like it's getting to the point where that's just an excuse for no oversight, no leadership. It, it really does look like that. Um, uh, Michelle Shanks, how can they be so careless with their data? I would be out of a job if I consistently put out bad data. Dude, if you spelt something wrong on an Instagram post, Greg would fucking call you at three in the morning and fucking drill you drill you like shit like you'd be talking like you'd be you wouldn't go back to you wouldn't be able to go back to sleep at night um, well, and to this thing about about don you know obviously that would be optimal to be able to come into a, a position and you say okay this is the team that we have for this year let's let them run with it right and let's make an evaluation at the end of the season but at some point if they've just made mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake you get, I mean, you got to imagine that he's getting frustrated. I think that Don is pretty plugged in. If he's not watching and digesting all of the content that's out there, I think he has people that are that he's interacting with. And he he knows about this stuff. And I, I don't know. Like, at I'm going to I'm going to push back there. Here, I'm going to push back there. Let me let me say this. I think that he's not. I don't think he is. I don't think he's a gamesista. I think he's trying to run the company. And as stupid as much shit as I talk about the games and as how irrelevant I think the games are, the problem is is that they are the most forward facing part of the company. Meaning, I think when you get married to a girl, the least important thing is her face, but or a man's face, but. Uh, the face is what people everyone sees first. And so if the fucking thing has to be fucking maintained. It can't have snot pouring out of the front of it, even though I think it's fucking incredibly irrelevant to the to the longevity of the person or their your relationship. And so I don't think I don't think he's paying attention. Um, you know, maybe you have more proof than me. Maybe I have more proof than you. But I don't think he's paying attention. And I don't think he knows about all these errors because I is a is a former Marine recon guy. I think heads would we would see heads be rolling. I think we would hear more. I think we would have seen in this a major shakeup they recently had. I think we would have seen some some shifts, and we're not. My just my two cents. I just wanted to push back on that. Uh, just lift bro, girls lift bro. They would have gotten an F in math and English with all the typos and miscalculations. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this website, uh, be friendly. You can actually, uh, it's cool. I um, tried to do it yesterday, and I made it to the. Uh, I'd say 80 yard line. You can support the website by um, clicking this little coffee cup, <laughs> this little coffee cup down here. Uh, Patrick Clark. Thanks everyone for the support of be friendly fitness. It means the world to the BFF team. Brian, you also have a Patreon on there. Um, is that active? Yes. And you're going to start publishing on that. Well, you know what it's for me, one of the, you know, one of the main reasons why I, I wanted to do this is because for years, there have been, I've worked with and for a variety of other outlets that there have been certain barriers to digesting content that haven't always made people happy. So I want everything that I put here to be accessible to everyone. Obviously, you know, support goes a long way in terms of how long and how much we're able to do. But um, I didn't want anyone who can't afford it or don't think that it's worth it to, to feel like they can't get content that's uh, that we feel is valuable and critical to the sport um, that's out there. So anything that would be exclusive to the Patreon stuff is is stuff that I don't think is is like critical or or something that every fan should have. It might be like you know some private access to stuff with me, 
or an early release on something, but it'll go out, you know, to everyone anyway. So that was important to me in, in creating this. So, uh, is Brian friend still with Barbend? Haven't been since the beginning of February. And you're so, so you were at morning chalk up then Barbend, and now you, uh, it's you, it's be friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Congratulations. Awesome. Stoked for you. Okay. Uh, so, um, where, so, uh, Rich Froning, you'd have him, you think you'd have him in the top five, uh, Scott Panchik in the Maybe top, top, tw- 10. top 10. Top 10. Mm-hmm. Top 10. Some, those are some, those are some pretty big, uh, names in there, I guess. Yeah. Top 10. And, and Scott Panchik in the top 25. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's tough with Rich because, like I said, if he knew he was competing against these guys, I feel that he would be preparing differently, and I'm not quite sure. But I would say, like, at his current state, I still think he's good enough to make the top 10. Um, is everyone on in this top 25? Was everyone at the CrossFit Games last year? No, Chandler Smith was not. Samuel Cornway was, but he was competing on a team. And the rest of the guys, yes. Okay, uh, I say we just go down the list. Is there any is there any specific way you wanted to address this? I was just going to go down the list and and, and start pick, picking out names, and, and see if anyone in the comments is like, "What the fuck?" I haven't. I do not see Colton Mertens here in the top twenty five. Yep. I, I don't know how some guy named Guillaume Briant can be better than uh, Colton Mertens. Was Guillaume Briant? How did he finish at the games last year? Better than Colton Burns. Oh, well, that, that's an accident. It won't happen again. How how is Colton? What what's the update on Colton, Brian? Um, I mean, because I, he had that he had that sickness, right? He had a mishap. Something happened. He went to the hospital. Yeah, I mean, he. I think shortly after that, he did a local competition, just as maybe a, I think that was important for him, probably mentally as a check in to see where the body's at. How can you know? How do I respond in a competitive environment? Can my body still recover the way that I want it to or need it to? And I think he was encouraged by how that weekend went. I haven't spoken to him about it. That's just what I think. And then, you know, he's done the the season so far, and he seems to be performing mostly as we'd expect. And I think that, you know, coming into semifinals, we're going to see a better – I think we would probably see a better version of him than we've seen the past two years where he's continuing. I mean, this guy is amongst the best in the world at being committed to doing the hard work, to doing the stuff that he doesn't love, doesn't want to do. His body is not built for necessarily, but he doesn't use those as an excuse. He just puts his head down and gets to work. And even if it's, if, and whether he makes the games or not, I think we'll see a better version of him this year than we ever have. Who is better? Rebecca Fuselier in the women or Colton Mertens in the men? Uh, what do you mean by better? You know what I mean. Who is who relative to those fields? You're, you, ladies and gentlemen, Brian is uh, what he is doing is, is he's buying himself time. I have thrown something that didn't belong in the wood chipper in the wood chipper, and it's uh, dulling the blades. And Brian is having to sift through it. Like, who, okay, this is what I say. I okay. think Colton is better, but I think Rebecca has a better chance to make the games. Wow, that's oh, why. Now, I was now you fucking with my processor. Now I now I, you threw something back into my wood chipper. How can that be? I'm saying relative to their field. I so for me, I, I convert that to you think Rebecca Fuslier is better. 
relative to her field than Colton is. That means that I think that there are athletes on the men's side of the field that will miss the games that are better than women in in their side of the field that will make the games. Because of why? Because of the nature of the competition? How many many men are, are more elite, are elite compared to how many women are? Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, remind me to ask that question every few weeks. I want to see. I want to see how that um, how that one uh, evolves. There was. And we will uh, have look in. Uh, you know, they're they're coming up. They'll be in week two. Both of them will compete in week two, and we'll be able to really zoom in on that. And you'll see where I have Colton predicted to finish relative to Rebecca. Okay, fair enough. Good. Uh, women's field is so soft compared to men's. You can't compare. Is it really that different? Well, I, I, I don't I think just, of the men's. I, what I've I don't think said of the is, women's field as being weak. Do you? It's just not as deep. Okay. You know, I've always, I've, I have always said this that like there are tw- there are twenty to fifty men that won't make the games this year. That if you put them in the games field, they would be just as good as the last fifteen men in the field. Or like you wouldn't notice much of a difference. But if you, but I don't think that's the case for the women. I think even in the women's field, there's ten to fifteen women competing there that you're like they're not the same as the rest of them. Hey, um, would you say that um, these guys like um, Rich Froning and Matt Fraser kind of appeared out of nowhere? Like within two years, they're just like fucking threaten, threatening the podium? Well, and, and, and if so, do we have anyone like that in CrossFit right now? Well, the, the landscape men, the men's just division? changed. So, you know, when Rich Froning was coming up, there, like, there wasn't an opportunity for him to watch himself, really. And then, like, you know, by the time he was, or maybe he did see the games, he saw Kalipa, he saw Miko Saley, he's like, oh, you know what, screw it, I'm going to go to one of these sectionals and see what happens. He did it on a road trip, he competed well there, he made it to the games, he almost won the games. So he's kind of coming out of nowhere just because there weren't media covering and there weren't a ton of competitive opportunities available. Matt Fraser was a little bit less shocking than that if you were living in the East Coast, because he was already going to the East Coast throwdown he was already going and winning a bunch of these small competitions so the same way that jason hopper showed up at the crash crucible one year and it was during covid when there wasn't a lot of going on there was no media coverage of that but i saw on instagram and i'm like this guy beat games athletes and that are also on this podium like that was a pretty good field i've never heard of this kid where did he come from like that was matt fraser at local competitions in 2011 12 13 but we didn't have anyone covering that. There wasn't a, you know, no one was posting that on Instagram, reposting it. And we're like, Oh, watch this kid. It wasn't really till he showed up to the 2013 regionals that we had our first chance to look at him. And then by the next year, he was second place at the game. So it seems really sudden. I don't think we'll ever get that again. Cause even in the case of a Justin Medeiros, he was already competing at regionals as a young man. Then, you know, I, he also had this kind of online breakthrough during the 2020 season. Um, and now, you know, he's, he's the favorite to win every competition he shows up to, but there was a little bit more of a build because there was more events and more coverage at that time. Uh, Nate, Nate Johnson, amazing how for the last two years, Colton has beaten Nick Matthews by one spot in the semifinals, but when they both get to the games, Matthew did way better. It would have been interesting to see the, to see what had happened in this, in, if Matt, Nick had made the games the year before. And how they would have did. I feel like Nick Matthew is an incredible athlete. I mean, this guy has some, if, any, if someone wants to compete in the sport of CrossFit, Nick Matthew is a good study, especially if you're not just one of these like naturally gifted guys that, you know, has these intangible traits. Like he's put in the work over a long period of time and he has a few really, really key elements that you need to be elite in this sport. His core strength and integrity is insanely good. As a result of that, he's able to maximize his strength and you need to be strong enough in this sport. 
and he has really high capacity for um, certain skills and gymnastics stuff. And the combination of those three things is great. I think those things were also really, really highlighted by Adrian's programming last year to the benefit of Nick Matthew, possibly more than anyone else in the field. I would have liked to seen how he'd done in the games test the year previous to kind of fill out that comparison in particular, but we didn't get to see it. Robbie Myers making a belligerent uh, post. Uh, Nick Matthews will podium, if not this year, next year. Ladies and gentlemen, please do not drink and post. Ryan, thoughts? Is he drunk? Well said. Well said. Yeah, he's probably got some uh, little extra stuff in his Paper Street Coffee. Okay. All right. He's got, yes. Thank you. Paper Street Coffee. Uh, Brian, let's go, let's go straight to the list. Go right to the top. Justin Medeiros, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Are you, you, you've said before, um, and I quote verbatim, not really, uh, is until someone proves me wrong, Justin's the man. Until uh, someone it, beats him in a live competition, I'm going to pick him to win every live competition he signs up for. Uh, I, that does not mean that I don't think anyone can beat him. I know that's what I'm concerned about. I actually think if you give me $1,000 and say who's going to win the CrossFit Games next year, I say Justin Medeiros, and I, and I just move on to the women's field. I think if someone gives you $1,000, I don't think you pick Justin. And that's what concerns me a little bit, that you that there's a personal there's a personal uh, ranking that Brian keeps in his head. I think you pick Roman over Justin. I think you think Roman's going to win. Um, I think he can win, but I think that you have – I mean, I think the safe bet is Justin. He has just – like, not to say that so Roman can't do, win. So you would pick Justin if you had a million, a $1,000, you pick Justin? Yeah. He's okay. a winner. Right. Like he has, okay. he has proven that he can find a way to win. And you could say, well, this scenario at Rogue or this one thing that uh, if Roman just improves that thing, he's like, but he has to improve that thing. Justin still has room to improve. We know that he hasn't won hardly anything at the CrossFit Games other than the games themselves. But his ability to never have a bad performance is so impressive. His consistency across every test that's been shown, Dave or Adrian programming, is so impressive. And all of those guys behind him, it's not by much, but they just don't have that same level of execution, consistency, and excellence across the totality of the test that is the CrossFit Games. Uh, Pat Vellner uh, moving up one in the rankings. Why Pat over uh, Jeffrey Adler? Great question. Probably one of the hardest uh, spot-by-spot picks of all of them, and especially towards the top here. Yes, Adler beat um, Belner at the semifinals last year narrowly. Yes, he beat him at the games there narrowly. I wouldn't argue with anyone who picked Adler ahead of Belner on this list, but I just something in my in my gut is telling me that, especially with Ricky out of contention this year, that this is that this is going to be Belner's last podium uh, of his games career as an individual. Wow, so you're not you're saying that this won't be his last competition but his last podium. Yeah. Uh, ha- uh helping uh the next time this is done I believe Adler is over Pat. Uh, th- you could uh extrapolate that also from what Brian just said. Well, um, I mean here's the interesting thing. They, you know, they're not last year they competed head to head at the semifinals. This year they won't. We'll get to see Adler in week 1, we'll get to see Velner in week 2. We can compare their com- you know their performances against each other, um but they didn't line up with each other on the same field. So It'll be a fun Adler will be better this year than last year, right? Adler has improved every single year. I mean, he is 
probably even the better example than Nick Matthew of uh, of a person to study their progression in the sport if you want to you know if you're if you're aspiring to be that. And I think I saw something this morning that I think uh, M2 Nutrition put out, and it's just about like these are the things that you want to do if you if you're trying to be fitter. If in this case these are the fittest athletes in the sport that we have, and they're not in the gym stuff. They're lifestyle things. And Adler has been extremely disciplined in his lifestyle and his training for a long period of time. Obviously he has some physical prowess to go with it. You can't be this good without it, but um, yeah, he's, I think the epitome of what the like progression of an, a CrossFit athlete can be over a career. Uh, Danny T I think people have a recency bias with Matt Fraser. He's only won one event each time in his first three years at the games, only two in 2018. Justin still has a lot of time to get there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that Justin's, I don't think we've seen the best version of him yet. I think he's still improving. Um, there's, But there is this other element, <clears throat> which is how long can an athlete do that for? And and there, there's not a given answer to, to this. I mean, we, we have seen with someone like Haley Adams. I mean, she, you know, because from when she started competing until this year when she's not competing, she's been competing in the sport for quite some time. But eventually it was just too draining on her. And there's nothing wrong with that. And not every athlete is a Scott Panchik and a Rich Froning. Not every athlete is a Rebecca Miller and an Annie Thor's Rebecca Voigt Miller and Annie Thor's daughter. They can just do it for 15 years in a row. Like at some point, you're just like Matt Fraser, and you say, "I invested everything for seven years, eight years into this sport, and enough is enough. I want to do other stuff in my life." So we'll see what happens with Justin. But at this point, I think he still has the fire, and at this point, I still think he can get better. Um, switching subjects here a little bit. The worldwide ranking is not really a worldwide ranking. It's a little bit of a misnomer, right? It is a, it is a, um, functional number for, um, allocating points to regions, but not, not functional in terms of betting, right. Or picking the best people. It, it, it's just, oh, it's yeah, just not, not right? even close. I mean, look, okay. We've, we've spoken about the <clears throat> fallacies and the flaws with the worldwide ranking and strength of field allocation, including the name of it. And the fallout of that is that many people have asked me, well, let's see what you can do. If you don't think this one's good, then what would you do? And so we did that. Mike Halpin was extremely helpful. I asked him to run a few tests on the field of athletes from this year only. And this Friday, we're going to have a show where we explain, based on only this year's opening quarterfinals, how we would have allocated strength, uh, the strength of field distribution based on performance relative to the actual competitive field this season. Put right. that, and we'll advertise it for Friday show. Oh, perfect. Okay. And what is Friday show? <laughs> well, it's the true strength of what we're, I'm calling it is the true strength of field for the 2023 game season, based on the you, competitive athletes that are actually competing this year and what they've already done. Do you have help and book for that already? He sent a text this morning, like acting like he didn't know what the fuck was going on. He's just verifying. Yes, he's booked. okay. Good. You're booked. Right, good. Oh, good. I'm booked. Okay, um, as I scroll through this list, uh, the top five, uh, Justin Medeiros, Roman Krennikov, Patrick Vellner, Jeffrey Adler, Jason Hopper. That's the highest Hopper's been on this list ever? Up one spot from January just because of Ricky's removal. But, you know, I'm, I think that, that Jason Hopper is – I do think he has an outside chance to podium this year, but I think that he's definitely you know, a very strong contender for a top five spot. Uh, the North America just dominates uh, the men's competition. We'll get to that more in detail on Friday, but yes, especially at the very top of the list, they are still the best 
and they have two competitive regions here, but even if you just categorize them as only North America, you see that they have nine, uh, seven of the top 10. Uh, Chandler Smith, uh, number 15, all, uh, how does he make it? Um, a lot of people like are in the comments are always questioning whether he deserves to even be on this list, like in, in this top 25 here. Is, is it always a struggle for you? I mean, no, I'm not like uh, we've spoken about this before. I'm not factoring in his performance at um, Granite Games last year. Clearly something was wrong with him. I've seen him compete a dozen times in person. I've never seen him look like that. The concern I think most people have is what's going on with his wrist. But I'm just like, and you know this because you've been around the sport forever. There's just some athletes that there's things that are wrong with them when they show up to a competition and they still are incredible. I mean, how many times have we seen Sam Briggs just compete with a broken arm or a pulled groin or something like this. And she's still just like dominating the field and all the things you'd expect and doing well enough on the other things to have a high finish. And Chandler Smith's, I think, I mean, the fact that he did the quarterfinals with a broken wrist, if that's really what was going on and he still did as well as he did. I don't know. I just feel like he's going to show up to semifinals and assuming that he's, you know, Chandler Smith that I've always seen, He's going to be excellent. And I do think, you know, that he has fallen short of what his potential is at the games. And I'm hopeful for his sake that this year he can finally parlay his talent into, you know, what I think is, is a, his potential, which is, a, you know, about 15th. Uh, I want to do something a little, uh, a little risky here. Wrong, of all path, the people wrong, on... wrong YouTube station for that. <laughs> wrong platform. Of, of all the people on this list this top 25 here, who do you think that there is a chance that, oh shit, they could show up and they could be 10 places higher um, than, than you put them. Uh, they could really surprise the group. I'll, I'll give you two, two of my thoughts. Uh, Dallin Pepper and uh, Jay Crouch that, oh shit. Like you think Dallin Pepper could be second place overall. Yeah. I think that I, like, I don't, I don't this know what year? I don't. Yeah. I think Dallin could take second at the games. I, like, I think that like, if he, if th those are the people I'd be like, you know, I want then next I'd maybe go with Sam Quant. Like I'm not convinced. I don't know what Dallin's done in the off season. Well, I, I just see crazy potential in Dallin. So in Dallin and Jay Crouch, I see crazy potential. And in Sam Quant, not only do I see potential, but it just, it's, the guy's a freak. So I guess we'll just start with Sam. Cause he's seventh here. Okay. Yeah, I would say that his like upper the upper echelon of his potential would be fourth place. Okay, and that pro you know, but he's has this like roller coaster career. Some years great, some years not so good. Sometimes it's stuff that's not necessarily related to his fitness. Like he had that, you know, he he opened up about the fact that he had that illness that sometimes bothers him a couple years ago. But he's yeah, he's an incredible athlete, extremely capable. I feel like this is a safe prediction, seventh place or so, where he can be three spots higher, three spots lower, but he's probably going to be in this mix. Drop down to Dallin. You know, to me, Dallin Pepper is, um, this season is similar to Jason Hopper's second season. They both finished 19th at the games their first year, which was a disappointing finish, but I, I felt like they had a similar mindset coming out of their rookie season at the games, which is, okay, I learned a lot that year, and I don't think my placement is necessarily reflective of my fitness, but it was reflective of my performance. 
I'm moving Dallin up to 12th. I would say he can finish probably as high as 7th. I do not think he has a chance to make the podium this year. And just to put that in perspective, it is crazy. Look at the people you've put him above. Janikowski, Saxon, Panchik. I mean, if you ask me if he's better than Saxon, I'd say no way in hell. But So you've already you've already given him a lot of expectation. Uh, David Weed, uh, laugh out loud. Stefan really don't know anything about CrossFit. Well, that's God, for sure. Uh, Corey Leonard, uh, Dallin is still a baby, too. His ceiling is ridiculous. Corey, you don't know shit about CrossFit. Okay, go on, Brian. But coming into last year's CrossFit games, I told you that I thought Dallin Pepper was – He's just, to me, he's got the intangible, the DNA of a top 10 athlete, of a final heat athlete at the games. So whether it's this year or next year, I do think that Dallin Pepper has the lifestyle discipline, the mental mm. love for the sport, and the physical attributes of a guy who can very soon have consistent top 10 performances at the games, consistent top five performance at off-season competitions like Rogue and Wadapalooza. Like I do think that he's on that trajectory. It's very competitive at the top right now. Whether it's above or below him on this list, you still have veterans like Velner and B- and BKG and Fukowski and you and and Sat, you know, and Chandler and Noah and Cole that are still competing and very good. But at some point, the tables are going to turn. Like it's not that far off when Velner and BKG and and ben, Brent Fukowski will no longer be able to beat Dallin Pepper. Dallin Pepper. Okay, and then finally, entertain me, my boy Jay Crouch. Huge, I'm a huge fan. Young, tons of potential, just has built a new gym, has a girlfriend who's also a fierce competitor. All the ingredients are there for Jay, and we've spoken to him, and we've spoken to his coach, Rob Forte, on this show before, and I've spoken with him in person, and it's it's this thing that Rich said a decade ago. You know, All of the guys that get to the game are physically incredible, but there's the, there's a mental component that's just as important, if not more important, than the other one. And so I think for Jay this season, and it doesn't even matter at semifinals what he does because he's been great at semifinals the past two seasons, and he hasn't been able to bring that same confidence and excellence at the games that we've seen in semifinal competitions. Until he shows me that, I'm, I, I don't know if he'll ever do it. I'm hopeful. I do see the same potential as you there, but he's, he hasn't shown me anything at the games yet that makes me think he's going to do any better than he's ever done. Uh, fair. Uh, what about um, uh, Spencer? Are you sure Spencer's going to the games this year? It's going to be close. I mean, that that uh, North American Spencer East... Spencer Panchik, by the way, people. Sorry, I don't mean to not say his last name. Spencer Panchik. Yeah, that North America East men's field is going to be very, very volatile. There's going to be four guys that make the games and four guys that don't make the games who I think the margins between them are paper thin. And so I think Spencer's in that group. It's a big, you know, it's a big group. We'll get to that week one. We'll do that uh, show the week before that semifinal. And you'll see my predictions. He's, um, it might come down to the workouts. He's, I know that, I know on my predictions, he's either the last one in or the first one out right now. I don't think um, number 23 here, Tudor Magda, I don't think he's ever been on the show. I think he's someone I've tried to get on the show like a dozen times. I was trying to rattle my brain if I've ever interviewed him. I don't think I have. Do you remember him being on the show? I Any don't recollection of that. He's uh, a, you know, both him and Cole Greasehaber. They're just they're kind of soft spoken guys. You know, I, I think that it would be nice to to get them on a platform like this where they can open up a little bit. People can learn a little bit more about them. Maybe have a little bit more buy in in terms of supporting them. I I think they're both a step behind Dallin Pepper, but I think that if they continue to to grow a little bit over the next couple of years, that they can two three years from now be you know contenders. Both of them can be contenders for top ten at the games. Uh, Mason Mitchell, Sevon still has not learned anything 
about proximity bias after the Tyson Bajent debacle. Uh, clock uh, Bajent debacle. I think he was just being supportive, insisting that Bajent would be drafted. I I, I think May, uh, clock. I appreciate. It. I think Mason's uh, more accurate in that assessment. The thing is this: uh, he will still be a franchise quarterback. Uh, there, his numbers speak for himself, and um, it, it is what it is. It is what it is. We'll see what happens uh, now that he signed with the Chicago Bears. Go ahead. The athlete on this list that I think that I would have picked in response to your initial question is Sam Cornway. That could be potentially end oh. up being 10 spots higher than I have him here. Cause I'm going to say something I really don't want to say. I think Samuel Cornway could be 10 spots lower. He's just the, he's just, I, I'm, the I'm really unknown. confused about him. Yeah. I, I think he's got the, I think he has the mental capacity. I'm just not sure what's going on with him. Yeah. And we'll find out, you know, yeah. we, like I said, we, in the past, we've seen some elite level stuff from this guy. He feels like he could be threatening for a top 10 position, but we've also seen some stuff that's, I don't know. And I think for him more so than some other people, the semifinals is an important competition for me to, to process what this guy is capable of because we didn't get to see him do for some kind of ridiculous reasons. In my opinion, we didn't get to see him do any of the major off season competitions this year. Um, and I really would have liked to seen that. So just kind of putting him, like you said, kind of in a middle spot relative to his, uh, <laughs> relative to his upper and lower um, barriers. Only three, four, only five guys on this list from Europe. In the top twenty-five, yeah, yeah. Uh, just outside, uh, uh, I'm, I'm moving down twenty-six to fifty. Are you cool with that? Yeah, and you'll see a lot more people from Europe jump popping up on the list going down here. And basically what I'm saying is there's a lot of depth in the Europe European men's field, but there's not there's still not as many elite as there are from North America. Uh, just to give you an idea of some of the people who are not on the list, obviously uh, people know uh, Ricky Garrard pulled out, uh, Willie Georges, Travis Mayer, uh, Scott Panchik, Baden Brown, Matt DeLugos, Austin Spencer, Adrian Mundweiler. Uh, some guy named Brown. I don't know who that is. Baden Brown. Baden Brown. Uh, Royce. Oh, uh, Royce Dunn. Uh, what happened, Baden Brown? Is he done crossfitting? Is he done competing? He's not competing this season. I don't know if he'll compete again going forward. He has like four or five kids or some crazy shit, right? I think so. I think he has some kids. Uh, Royce Dunn. Luke DeJong. That's the uh, tall guy with the giant fro we had on the show. Good dude. What happened to him? He had crazy still, potential. Just still not, still not healthy. Oh, okay. Uh, kind of, giant man, kind of right? Feels, yeah, it kind of feels like he's maybe never going to be healthy enough to get back to that level, but he's still pretty young, so you never know. Okay. Uh, uh, Luke, uh, right at the top 26, Luka Jukic. Uh, is Luka going to the games, Brian? I think I think he'll make the games this year, yeah. Okay. I, I really hope so. Uh, and, and, and is he getting better, or is he going to be one of those? Does he have some holes that are just never going to be filled? It's just strength. And, you know, his brother was able to get strong enough to get to have back to back top 10 performances. Luca's two years younger than his brother. Um, and I think that he's on a similar trajectory. I, you know, I don't know if he'll ever make the top 10 at the games, but I do think he's doing everything he can to shore up the weaknesses from the past and make sure that they're as, uh, I don't want to say that they're like caught up necessarily with the rest of the field, but that he's good enough at those things to make sure that they don't cost him. I think he also will have a few 
really, really strong performances, maybe even top three finishes in a couple events at the European semifinal, and that's why I think he'll get it. There'll be some guys that have similarly bad performances to him on one or two events, but they don't offset them with those elite performances, and those are the guys I think he beats. Uh, number 29, uh, Tyler Christoffel, uh didn't make it last year, right? Just barely missed it? Yeah, basically by a couple steps. And that's- Rich Froning's training partner. Sam Samuel Cornwise's training partner. Guy Malheros's training partner. Can't make it to the games. Well, Sam's in, Sam's in Canada for the most part, but they, they train together occasionally. Uh, he trains with Rich almost every single day. And I have what I saw from him when I was training in Mayhem for those four days in January, I think that he will will overcome this really really honestly is like kind of sad and frustrating last couple of years and i think he will make the games and you know to the previous conversation about spencer panchik spencer ended up getting in ahead of christopher by a couple steps basically on the last workout at the mac last year um i think tyler will i think tyler punches for his his games ticket this season Look at everyone and no one in 26 through 50 dropped either. Everyone moved up. They're not, we haven't seen a single person in the top 50 drop in rankings yet. It's just because there's so many guys just removed from the list, but yeah. And you know, none, like I said, for these, for most of these men, I already know who they are and I'm not factoring in too highly what they do in the opening quarterfinals because I've seen too many people have amazing open quarterfinal performances and do nothing at semifinals. And I've seen, time and time again, where some athletes just have mediocre relative to their potential online finishes and show up to semifinal, and they're the same guys that we always thought they were. Uh, great point. Uh, uh, Tyler Christoffel, fit enough for Bailey. Fuck. Better, that's better than winning the games, if you ask me. Uh, um, ju- just lift bro, girls lift bro. Guy Malhero should just go into weightlifting. He would do better than in CrossFit, I believe. I mean, look, he's doing pretty well in CrossFit. Like, I know I that so I, I know that you look at that guy and you think, "Oh my God!" If you gave any other athlete in the field the the gifts that he had, they'd win the games. Maybe, like, maybe I don't know, but he's finished in the top ten twice. That's pretty damn good. Uh, there is a new show at Mayhem. I do not like enjoying CrossFit um, media. At all, I don't enjoy it. It doesn't. It doesn't interest me. It does. I. I don't know why. It just doesn't. But um, unless I'm having people on the show, then it does interest me. So, for example, like if I'm having, um, uh, if I were to have Tudor Magda on the show, I'd go over to the Clydesdale Media and I'd watch a Tudor Magda podcast with uh, Scott Schweitzer and Cat Shear. Of course, then I'm totally into it. Um, but the other day, I saw suggested to me in YouTube this show. It's episode one of something to do with mayhem. I forget what the title of it is. And Rory McKernan's the host. And it's like a 10 or 15 minute show. And it's fucking good. It's like good. And actually, when I was watching that show, it made me realize how good the Buttery Bros are, too, because this show really moves. Have you seen that show with Rory? I watched about five minutes of it the other day. Yeah. Okay. Did you think it was good? Yeah. I mean, Rory's good at that stuff. And it moved. The editing's great. It's just like moving. Well, Why did that. you only make it five minutes? Makes me think you didn't a, like it. No, I got it's a okay. phone call. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. Um, here's the thing. In that show, um, I, I thought I heard Rory say that 10% of all the athletes going to semifinals are doing Mayhem Empire programming. Is that – have you heard that, Seth? I could think be wrong. Maybe the, it was more. I think he's talking about all semifinals. Right. Games. Uh, the elite, the teams, the masters. And I think there is a really big 
contingency of competitive masters athletes in particular that follow the mayhem program? Uh, I, I, I want, uh, I, I saw this thing Cornholio said about the NFL. I want to say something about Tyson Bajan. Tyson Bajan is a, a lifelong uh, CrossFitter. I would say he's probably in the draft. Uh, he's probably the only dude on there who has a three minute Fran. So, um, Sometimes I think it's weird that we don't get behind our own who do those, uh, who utilize the lifestyle methodology that we're using. I mean, he's he's in the family. He's not just some fucking ding dong I had on the show. Anyway, uh, Jesus I mean, I mean, Jesus sponsors mayhem. Uh, is that true, Brian? I'll check in with during my prayer time this evening and ask. You you'll need two sources. You need to ask Rich and uh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh, so were you going to say something about the mayhem? It's still impressive, no, it's, regardless. It's more about Bajan right? being a crossfitter. Oh, oh, okay. Like, you yeah. know, you think about other, like, there's this professional golfer, Scott Stallings. Right. Amazing. Yep. He's yep. doing he's doing crossfit as part of his training, like regularly, and you see you see him, and he's working yep. out with the Noble guys, and Noble's yep. promoting him. I haven't really seen any anything from CrossFit about him. You know, and not only that, he was a schlep. He was kind of a tub. And I know they still. It's it's. I was his body tell. transformation is crazy. Scott Stallings. Yeah, I was joking with O'Keefe during the Masters because he was doing quite well. He made the cut, and I looked at the picture they have of him, and it's like it's not up to date at all. It's way it's way outdated, and you can kind of see that in just even the way his face is set there. I'm like, come on, O'Keefe, like, up, get get him to update this picture. Uh, Jessica Valenzuela, no need to explain. Stefan, he seems like a good kid, and for you to have him on makes him more like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I don't mean to. Uh... I'm not justifying. I'd have him on any fucking time he wants. I fucking love him. Great kid. Uh, thank you, Jessica. Uh, Scott, uh, Jack, uh, number uh, number 48, Jack, Emma Lawson, Farlow. <laughs> I really want to see Jack at the games. Any any chance of that? Well, let's just see. So far, one, two, three, four. I like five, him. Six, Do you like him? Seven, He's eight, cool. Nine. There were n- I had nine men from North America in the top 25. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. He's 17th, and then Boulanger is 18th out of North America men on my list. So that's 18 in the top 50 from that one competitive region. They don't get 18 spots to the games. So you're saying it's not it's not good? I'm saying it's a very difficult path. Yeah. Uh, okay. That, uh, I, I want to I revisit that. Uh, it, Unlike, but like other people, he has tremendous potential too, right? He's kind of in that Dallin Pepper camp. Like, oh shit, we have no idea what what could happen to him. Like that, I don't know if he's in a Dallin Pepper camp. Dallin is. Doesn't Jake Farlow have extraordinary Jack. strength? A uh, Jack Farlow have extraordinary strength? Extraordinary. Yeah. Like Griffin Raleigh type shit. Yeah, I mean Jack's strength numbers are insane, um, but we have seen people with insane strength numbers kind of plateau. Griffin might be an example. Anthony Davis. You know, there's these, some of these guys that are incredibly strong. They, they may have potential to win some events, but their conditioning capacity is just not, not good enough. They may take some hits there. Their gymnastics density or volume might not be good enough, so they have midi, middling finishes there. And as a result of it, they're just always a couple spots out. Uh, Mike, the pool boy, I asked Jack Farlow to do Wadapalooza with me one year and he said that I sucked and wasn't good enough. Made me love him so much more. God, that's real man shit right there. You're a good dude, pool boy. 
Uh, shopping cart. Oh, hello. Welcome. Uh, I'm glad that you, no one put you away. Um, Farlow will never be at Dallin's level. I don't know, man. Someone uh, eventually put her away, though. It was this, whoever was being paid to do it. Yeah, right. Thank you. Thank you. I know. I know your position on that. Thank you. Uh, Heidi had a comment in here. Imagine if Sevon called a woman a tub. Did I call someone a tub? Like a tub? Did I call someone a tub of shit? I think you might. Um, extra sloppy. We we have like five people. I you had to put that like in there, huh? I like that. It's nice. We have uh like we have a uh, like five people that do mayhem. One person on HWPO, and I do comp train mostly, uh, because we use comp train affiliate programming. All right, it's quite the um, it's quite the uh, mashup. Uh, Christine Young, when is part two of Brian's life? He well, he's living it right now. As soon as uh, he's done living it. <laughs> We will do it. Uh, Brian, uh, who's this guy, Jelly uh, Hosta, and is he related to um, – isn't there a girl, uh, Kristen Hosta? Who's the girl? She got pregnant. Kristen who? Kristen Holta. Oh, is that a typo in 47, Jelly Hosta? No, Jelly Hosta. Yeah. From Belgium? Yeah. Uh, he was um, similar to Manuel Angonis last year prevented from being able to compete in the semifinals because he failed to submit all of his videos prior to the submission deadline during oh. quarterfinals. Uh, I was probably higher on him last year than I am this year, but I still am excited to see him compete in the European semifinal. The European semifinal will be very difficult to qualify through, but I think he has, like, it's very likely that he'll be in the second heat, 11 through 20 in Europe. What is is this real? Get twenty five cents for returning shopping carts at Aldis. What is Aldis the name of a um uh Aldis? I think Aldis. I think there should be an apostrophe after the I, but um I don't know. Do you have you heard of that brand? Is that like a Safeway or Aldi's. like a yeah yeah it's Whole Foods supermarket chain? Wow. Oh oh I uh, uh, yeah he did used to be a tub of shit. You're right. He did. <laughs> I probably did say that about Scott. Yeah, he used to be a tub of shit. Now he's fucking. He looks like the Hulk. Turn into a beautiful man. Uh, number 38, Fabian Benito. Flat, flash in the pan or the real deal? One just good season. Happened to have a couple good events, a couple good showings. Did he really win uh, Dubai? Does he go yeah. to the games? All great questions. Um, you know, the, the thing for me, he was, you know, he's been great this year. He's had great uh, online performances. He did, you know. Whatever the circumstances were, he stood atop the podium in Dubai. Even if maybe there were some events that uh, he got away with some stuff, he still had a great, you know, really solid performance there relative to that field. It wasn't the best or deepest field in Dubai that we've ever seen. But last year at semifinals, he was in at the Lowlands Throwdown, and he just completely bombed event one. Last place, dead last in the field. And he fought his way all the way back up to eighth with good performances on the remaining workouts. I don't think he's going to bomb any workouts like that this year. Um Obviously, the, the European semifinals twice as big. So eighth place correlates to 15th or 16th. I think that he's going to be in the 8 to 12 range and have a pretty good chance to make the games. I'm looking for um, – uh, oh, there he is. Okay. Okay, so uh, Fabian Benito, you're a fan. I mean – Trains I with trains with Anola Akai. Anola Akai, yeah. Anyo, Anyo. Not anal. Anyo. Uh here we go. Uh this guy is uh Enrico Zanoni. Uh maybe I'm trying to think. I think he had the nicest body I've 
currently of all CrossFitters, got a little pool boy body going. Uh, what an incredible physique. I know it's hard to tell in these pictures, but next to the other guys, he looked too petite. I know that's bizarre saying that, looking at this physique. He was really narrow in the waist. He looks like he's gotten thicker. Um, he Kind of the opposite of Nick Matthews. You were saying he has a ridiculous core. This guy, uh, is this guy going to the games? Zanoni? I mean, you don't think that's a good core? I I know fuck it's, he's fucking up my whole story. I just rem- I mean, look see, at look him. Look at his he size relative to fucking. Freak, but look at his size dude. relative to Noah Olson there. I know. You mean here, right there, the one where he's standing next to Noah Olson. Yeah, I need so, to see what they're with their shirt off. I mean, Noah's core is ridiculous. I just remember him looking uh, really petite out there, more like a model than a CrossFitter. But I mean, I, I mean none of these pictures look like that. In Amsterdam last year, he came out of nowhere. And I, I had to track down, which was the uh, country director for CrossFit was at the Lowland Swordown last year from Italy. And uh-huh. so I was able to learn about Enrico as the weekend went on from him. But it came to the last event. It was bar muscle-ups, echo bike, overhead squat chipper with 10 overhead squats at 225 as the last movement. And there were a bunch of guys that were in contention to make the games. Luka Jukic, Adrian Munbeiler, Uldis Upanex, Enrico Zanoni, Moritz Fiebig. And I thought to myself, Exactly what you just said. I'm like, I know this guy's been great all year, but come on. Like, he's come basically out of nowhere. That Those last 10 squats at, at 225 pounds are going to be an issue for him, and I think he's going to fall out of contention. That wasn't the case. He crushed those squats, <laughs> and he moved on, and he did you know pretty well for a rookie at the games last season. Um, Dude. Well, I, think he, he's, he, I, think I don't he's, know what I was thinking. His Instagram, he looks like a fucking brick shithouse. No tub here, Heidi. My God, this guy is nuts. My overall assessment is I don't think it was a mistake what we saw from him last year, and I also don't think that guarantees that he makes it back this year. I've never been in a picture like that. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> oh, my life sucks. This is incredible. Okay, yeah, I don't know why I thought he was so. I I, I just remember seeing. Did you ever think he was petite, or I'm just out of my mind? Like um, uh, David Weed said. To any of the stories that I just told? But I, I did, I did. But that was yours. Wasn't I was judging him based on his physique. When I was um, saying that going into that last event, I thought I don't know, but like, I but I thought it was just because you didn't know who he was. I so you, I thought it was just because you didn't know who I was. Well, I thought that the smaller physique might not handle those 10 squats at overhead squats at 225 very well but his shoulder stability was phenomenal his core Mm. integrity was good enough his leg strength was good enough he did them and he punched and i mean while everyone else around him was falling apart moritz had already blitzed the event won the event and climbed four spots and made it to the games luka jukic struggled munweiler struggled upanik struggled zanoni did not and he waltzed right past him all straight into the crossfit games and 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 munweiler is strong as shit right I mean, he's strong, he's experienced, but Munweiler, I think, you know, his body is, is a little bit broken down from years and years of competing. And at the end of that weekend, he just didn't have, he just didn't have it. Well, I, I, I this is, uh, that's me on the left um, with my high hand closest to the guy doing the pull-ups crotch, by the way. And that in the middle there, that is... Um, uh, Scott Andrew. Stallings before CrossFit? No, that's Andrew Hiller oh. before California Hormones. I can tell by the shorts uh, how tight those shorts are. All right, so Zanoni, uh, I think um, – you, you think so you think he's going? 
I don't think it's a guarantee. But we'll European semifinals the last week. Back to the uh, B Friendly Fitness dot com website it's b the letter b then the word friendly and then fitness.com uh here you can find all of brian's uh articles how often will you be publishing brian should people check daily it depends of course on the they should Sevon. that's a stupid question no i mean it depends on the time of year i don't want to make promises that we can't keep up with um historically you know i've always communicated with my employers that i put out content when i feel that there's relevant content to be put out in the case of a semifinals, like this month, you can expect a lot from us leading up to the games. You can expect a lot from us. I do want to be a little bit more active going forward in terms of uh, off-season competitions, having you know not, not just the big ones, but getting some more touches on those. I want to be a little bit more active with some of the age group um, content as well. So, you know. Will you be doing we- any editorial stuff where you're just like, you know, critiquing things like like talk about how great the 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 capital event is, or how fucked up the leaderboards are, or how great the um, uh, layout at the games is, stuff like that. Your thoughts, like editorial stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to. You know, I, I I've been Travis Vindicate made this kind of thing. It was a five five minutes with friend on the back mm-hmm. end of you regularly saying, "Oh, Brian's here for five minutes," or five minutes with Brian. Oh, right. So we have a logo that we might use for that, um, and just. It would be like, you know, probably not even five minutes, but just like condensed versions of my thoughts on, you know, topics that are, are timely. Um, yeah, I intend to do some stuff like that. Awesome. Uh, Seema, Brian spouting off all those names makes me. I think she used the wrong emoji. <laughs> but I mean, what you know, I? the Who nice thing I? about I... emojis is that they mean they can mean different things to different people. Right, right. Uh, vindicate. Uh, get your CEO shirts now at vndk8.com. Five minutes with friend must see the light of day. I've heard that uh, two minutes with friend has seen um, uh, the light of day. Okay. Um, good, good attempt there. James James Sprague out of the uh, noble camp. No strong fit camp. No, don't tell me brute strength. Brute Strength Camp, where uh, Daniel Brandon is, and Dallin Pepper, and Emma Carey, and uh, uh, Fisigafi. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I'm good. You're and good. Uh, with uh, head coach Matt Flores. Thank you, Seema. See, Flores. There, there we go. What I say, Flores. <laughs> yeah, those they don't care. Those people don't care. Those people. Um, oh, it's kind of like calling him Matt Flower instead of Matt Bull. Or Matt Flower versus Matt Poppy. It's just all in the same genre. Mexican, Mexican. Uh, Matt, Matt Torres. Um, why, why thirty nine for for Jamie Boy? Uh, he, another guy with insane potential. I mean, literally, we're watching his. We're watching him go through fucking puberty, late puberty. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, James is amazing. I think that this is a very fair ranking for him. Remember, that- I don't. I don't think it's fair. What do you mean? He's he. I mean, you got him below fucking uh, Will Morad. Okay, well, Will Morad beat him last year at semifinals and has made the game several times. And this Fuck, guy I shouldn't have chosen. All him. you want to say about Will, <laughs> you could say anything you want about Will Morad. He is this guy that he outperforms what you'd believe he can do throughout the history of his career. I agree. I mean, you have to give him credit for that. Uh, okay, uh, James Sprague going to the games. 
he's in that North America East. It's going to be really, really tight. If I were betting, I would bet on James to make the games, but it's going to be, I mean. Over Jack Farlow. Over Jack Farlow, yes, but there's, I don't think those are the, I don't think Jack's in the specific narrow group of men that James is going to have to beat out to get it. I think Jack's just slightly behind those ones still. So you think James is going to be at the cut line? Yeah. And and he's going to be warring with dudes up until the final. There's basically, possible. you know, it's going to be great. I can't, I, I'm very excited to, I want to wait till the workouts come out before we actually do predictions for the semifinals. But week one, it's only North America, East and Africa. We'll do a preview prediction show for that. And you'll see that there's this group of basically seven guys in North America East that like four of them are going to get in and three of them are not. And James is one of those seven guys. Uh, Jay Hartle Sprague should just move to Africa. That's not good enough. There's, a, there's other, there's other uh, criteria you have to meet. Uh, really? He can't just move there and stay there for a year? Ellie Turner. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, crazy. Uh, do you care if I go down uh, Go down the list? Brian, are you fine with me going to the next 25? Yeah. We get down here to... Pick anyone uh, that you want. There's like three guys that I know nothing about. If you happen to pick one of them, then good good, good for you. I win the prize. Uh, Keelan <laughs> Henry uh, going to the games this year for, out of Africa? There are some other men in Africa that have a chance, but I think Keelan's the guy to beat. Um. He's the only person in the top 100. There are three men from Africa that I included in the next 25 that I'm looking at. Um, Darren Zernamer, Ruin Portgier, and Jason Smith. Those are the guys I think could potentially unseat him, but I think he's the favorite in Africa, yes. Uh, This is a really fucking intense uh, comment I'm going to pull up. Uh, Shopping cart, poor James Sprague. He will be the male Allison Scuds demo team for life. That is is not... um, that is, we got to put this guy on timeout for five minutes, right? That is completely get a, inappropriate. Yeah, get, get a wrench on him. I don't agree with that. That's completely inappropriate, right? No, I mean, James. James is too young to be saying that already. Unless this is no, this is a shopping cart. This isn't Nostradamus. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we'll, we'll see, but uh, I don't think that's right. Yeah. James has, yeah. Allison Scuds was a little late to the game, right? And she was, and she's not working. She's not working with a lot, and she did incredible. She's fucking amazing. But James Sprague's is early to the game and is working with a ton, right? I think it's very well said. Thank you. Okay. Uh, and our boy, uh, reality show superstar Luke Parker. Congratulations, Luke! It looked like you're getting married. Uh, worldwide rankings fifteen hundred and three. But not on Brian Friend's list. He is number uh, seventy-one. It's just—it's literally just to the left of his name. I think. Oh, oh, fifty-eight. Oh, there we go. Uh, What's the seventy-one here then? That's what he was. He moved up thirteen spots. Basically, thirteen men that were up ahead of him on the list dropped off the list, just like most of these guys. This is what I'll say about Luke Parker. For me, this is his last chance. This is his last chance to prove to me that he's actually competitive to make it to the games in this in this competitive field as an individual. We saw that he could have success with the team last year. The guy's incredibly fit. He's an incredible hard worker. He's got great things going on in his life. I got to spend some time with him in Cookville. Amazing guy. He's a good friend. He went in, up and trained with Sam Cornwyer for a couple, uh, a week or two earlier this off or maybe a month ago. Um, I have nothing but positive things to say about him. But in terms of competition, he has not proven to me yet that he's as good as I think he can be. 
And if he doesn't, if he does that once again at semifinals, he'll fall way down this list and maybe never be on it again. Uh, do you think he's going to the game games? No, I don't think he can make the games. I I'm basically looking for him to have a top 20 finish. Uh, number 67. Man, who has been on the show a few times. Scott Tetlow, a star of fit wars versus Colt Mertens. Uh, Scott's going to win an event at semifinals. He has a chance to, but um, with the top, with the lineup that's that's competing out there, it has to be a really specific event. Uh, and, and you're you're not seeing him go to the CrossFit Games. Uh, the the thing, I mean, I don't want to say it's entirely out of the realm of possibility. I think he is in a group of guys who, if the perfect weekend lines up, he can make it, but. When we get to North America West and we look at who I have slated to get into those top nine spots, I feel like there's a big drop off after that. And that if anyone that's not in that list wants to do it, they're going to have to have the best weekend of their life. You are looking at uh, Brian Friend and Seval Matosian as they go through the worldwide rankings for CrossFit men worldwide. The very best guy, Justin Medeiros, at number one, all the way down to number 100. We are currently looking at the uh, spots from 51 to 75. It is in this section that we see unranked guys from last year show up for the first time. These men were not on the list uh, in, I think it was January, when Brian Friend from Be Friendly Fitness last updated the rankings at number 72 recently on the show. Uh, awesome uh, guy. Great interview. Uh, can you paint the whole James Newberry picture from when he showed up on the scene in CrossFit to why it's likely that he's going to make the games this year? And he's 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 a just a fucking guy who takes classes at the affiliate. Yeah, Bailey, we will do the women tomorrow. Um, we're saving the best for last and I'm not just joking. The women are going to be, it's going to be fire. Well, we have the teams on Thursday. Te- teens. We're doing teens too. Teams. Teams. Oh, okay. Are those the best? So do the oh, best yeah. second. If, no, no. Masters is best because <clears throat> it's wherever Rich Froning is. That's best. James Newberry is to me. He is an anomaly. I mean, this guy, forget the fact that he's never going to win the CrossFit games. His fitness and his ability to overcome challenges or prepare for these like incredible feats of physical execution and performance is insane. Like he's a guy that I honestly cannot comprehend how well and good he can do so many different things. And as far as I know, he's spent most of his competitive career as a vegan, which to me makes that even more impressive because I think that a majority of the athletes that are flourishing in this sport eat a lot of meat. Um, and it, and it, it's kind of feels like he should be done. Like he's been doing it for a long time. He hasn't been investing in the same level of commitment to volume of training that most of these guys are, but he's, I think that he does have a big enough foundation that when he wants to, he can buckle down for a couple months and just like kick it back into the next gear and be in that realm of, of competitive and in the oceanic semifinal this year i do think he has a chance to make the crossfit games and i i didn't i didn't ever think i'd be saying that but ricky garrard's out royce dunn is out Baden brown is out and suddenly there's spots available and there's these young guys that certainly could keep him out but i think it's just as likely that james keeps one of them out hey um 
You know, he when he I don't know if you saw the interview I did with him, but he's concerned he's gonna make it to the games. <laughs> he 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 hasn't allocated his life is not right. He's designed his life, you know, his year to not go to the game. Well, it's not not that that's kind of a, a exaggeration. It's not that he's designed it not to go to the games. He just has other plans. And and there is a chance he's gonna make it and it's gonna fucking derail his shit. And and it's gonna cost him fucking twenty grand. Right? Yeah. And I mean, of course, there's always the like there's always the possibility of turning down your invitation. You don't have to compete in the semifinals, but I think this guy just likes competing. And I, you know, regardless of what he said, I think he's gonna show up because this is how he is, and he's gonna give it his best, and he's gonna be in the top five. And if he's in the top three, he'll get invited to the games and we'll see what he chooses to do. Uh, so you think he's going? I think I think unless he gets injured, he'll finish in the top five in the Oceano region. Uh, Three of the top five make it to the game. So, uh, Okay. Um, uh, shopping cart, I bet James destroys the porcelain. Uh, f- fair <clears throat> enough. Uh, Com Porter is hurt. Yeah, that's another guy who's out uh, in, in that um, competitive region. So there's, just, there's a lot of opportunity there. And actually will be really fun. They're in week two. Week two is going to be a fun week. But Oceanic men in particular we're going to get some new blood this year i i sarah i like you i apologize for what i'm about to do to you that is completely unfair uh james goes by default uh because so many are out that that's too harsh right it's not by default i mean what i don't think is unfair to say is that some of the top contenders are not competing and and actually a, a decent number of them are not competing so there are men that will make it at least one man from oceana will make it that I would not have made. I mean, Ricky was definitely going to take one of those spots. Uh, coffee pods and wads. If James Newberry doesn't qualify, I bet him and Khan come out of the closet and get married. Oh, that's fucking a bold prediction. Wow. But, but I see it. Okay. Uh, this guy, by the way, I just want to say, I don't mean to um, uh, stroke my own stroke myself, but you should watch that podcast with him. Because anyone who's like life isn't going the way they want it to, uh, especially if you don't have kids, this is a guy who's extremely, extremely focused. He is like he's he has his life uh, set up for success. He's a, a minimalist who stays incredibly focused and busy on uh, what he wants to happen. He's one of those guys that says that line: um, "If it's not move, I don't do things that basically aren't helping me move my goals, uh, achieve my goals." And I, and I think he not only – I think he walks that walk, and that's uh, that's pretty impressive, right? From everything he sticks into his mouth to how he sleeps to who he talks to, if it's not forwarding his goals, he doesn't do it. And um, it's uh, – I, I, I enjoyed um, I enjoyed his uh, presence. Okay. Uh, anyone else – and no one else – another kind of anomaly about James Newberry is – I think that's the word you used to describe him, Brian, is that he's the only one in the unranked uh, that has a chance of going to the games. Is that correct? Not necessarily. Oh, come um, on. Oh, come on. What? Well, Josh, we're going to get one. to the next part of the list. Okay, let's do it. Philip Muscarella, I'm sorry. We don't have time for you or Louis Oscar Moore. You guys all deserve time. Jeez. John Wood. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, Victor Hoffer, obviously, is, you know, a big story right now, a young guy coming up that we'll get to see at semifinals and see if he can parlay great online performances into the high-level live performance that's needed. David Schrunke is throwing his name his name into the ring again. He's been on the fringe of making it to the games. He, in 2020, he did make the games. 
and uh, you know, via different format. So Anthony Davis, maybe one of the strongest guys who still got mad, insane pull-up ability. Yeah, he's going to be in that same category with Scott Tetlow of the guys who need to have the weekend of their life to to get in. And you know, I know Anthony has been working on the things that he struggles with relative to his competitors. Um, I don't think it, I don't think he'll have closed the gap enough to make it to the games, but I do think that he's improved in those areas, much the same way that Colton has. I think that we'll see a, the best form of Anthony Davis this year. You but do? Thing, you I do, do think that? I th- God, I think I, it so. would be awesome if he went to the games. Well, but, but here's the thing. The best form of some of these guys is still not going to be good enough to make the games. It's right. that, it gets really, really, it's a really hard thing to do. Uh, okay. Uh, headed down to the ship pile, 76 through 100. There's another 25 after this, by the way. Excuse me. Oh, don't, don't you know I do, a, I do a podcast every morning? Podcast. Um, yeah, I do a podcast uh, every every morning from seven to nine. Okay, dipshit. Uh, that person calls me every morning, and I type and I type back podcasts every morning. It's like damn, give it uh, a lot of familiar names: Nate Ackerman, Marquan Jones, uh, Logan uh, U- uh, Ewing. Uh, Victor Lungdahl, uh, is Will Kearney, not related to the other Kearney, uh, Marlo. No. Wow. We have a Jack Marlo and a, we have a Jack Farlow and a Jacob Marlo. Uh, yes. Arthur Semenoff, uh, Kaiki Cerveni, a, a lot of names on here. Um, still no one, uh, no one went. So on your entire list, no one went down. Not a single person. No, but if you scroll up here, yeah, to the top of this section, you'll see that like Arthur Semenov went up nineteen, Kaike Serveni only went up seven. Right, but the, because there's so many men dropped off the list, and like there's not like, everyone just moving up, even if they don't move up by the same margins. Uh, Anthony TPA two dollars. Brian Friendly Fitness is greater than morning chalk up. Do you know how big Brian's head will get if uh, too many people say that? Please keep that. Let's let that out very slowly. Uh, Heidi Kroom, this is actually getting me excited, Brian, for this season. Love to hear it. Uh, shopping cart is Ackerman the twelve year old that hangs with uh, DBE. Yeah, Nate Ackerman moved. He actually grew up really close to where I live. His mom's still competing over here. His younger brother's actually competing now, but he moved down to Florida last year. Coach Dom is the coach that he primarily trains with, but it's the same training camp as Danielle, Emma, Dallin, James, Fee. And so you'll see him, you know, sometimes doing workouts with them or in pictures with them or whatever. Is Nate going teen or is he now out of the teen category? No, he won the teen division, I think two years ago now. And I actually spoke with him last year. I was going to, I was going to pick him as a young gun to watch last season I was thinking about it and he, I thought much to his credit said, nah, not this year. I'll need one or two more years to be even be able to make the semifinals. He was right. One year later, he made the semifinals. I think he'll be like 20 to 30 probably in semifinals this year in the most competitive North America East division, um, which would be pretty good. Get some experience there and put him on a trajectory to potentially fight for a game spot in one of the next two years. Uh, 95 Logan Ewing, uh, is the great Roman Krennikov's, uh, training partner. 
Yeah. And I mean, this is going to be Logan's performance at semifinals will be a good kind of uh, testament to how good someone can get if they train with one of the best in the world every day. So we'll find out how much that training has paid off when it comes to competition, because um, I think that one thing that he's definitely proven is resiliency is the ability to, you know, show up to the gym and do the, do the stuff that's required of the top athletes in this sport day after day after day. But that doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're going to have the wherewithal, the mindset, the, the competitive edge that's needed at a semifinal to execute at the same level as that guy who we know is world-class at those things. Be honest with me here. Do, do you get to, uh, do you rank the first 75 and then the last 25, you just fill in the names anywhere you want? Like, does it really matter that Arthur Semenoff and, and Daniel Cook? Wow. That's Coos. really that. Oh, Coos. So oh, that's much better. Uh, Daniel Coos. Um, uh, d- like, do you actually put these guys in order or do you just be like, Hey, you, you're just getting what you just might as well just put them in alphabetical order. Maybe 10 minutes before we got on the show, I was talking to JR and he's like, I can't wait for Savon to try to pronounce the guy in 100th place last night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what about what? I mean, do you, do, no, do you that's really, a good question. Do, do you really so, give these guys any love? Like, I mean, you have shit to do like dishes to wash and like, uh, well, no, I was kind play. of joking about the, there's three guys on the list. I don't know anything about when I go on these shows, like I know that there's a possibility you'll ask me about any guy on the list. And yeah. so I want to have some, some amount of information to share about anyone that you pick out, but there's l- less information, less data points, less experience in, co- in live competition for guys in this par- portion of the list. So I would say overall, I'm less confident in my rankings of these guys relative to each other than the guys at the top, but not because I haven't given thought to it. It's just because there's less known about most of them. Okay. Fair enough. Good answer. Like, like this guy, this guy is number 92. This is the 92nd fittest man in the world people. And his name is Brian, huh? (laughs) I mean, look at this dude. When? When? What's his last name? I think it's pronounced when or when. When? He was, yeah, he was like, at what the fuck you, like who, who the fuck is this? Where's where? What country is this? CrossFit Francos. CrossFit Francos is in Texas. They have a pretty good team that's competing. This, this guy's American. <laughs> he got Come James on, Hobart skin. This guy looks for get out. It's true. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> oh, that hurt. <laughs> I see what you did there. Look at this guy, though. This yeah, guy, but, him I mean, and like, his chick, like European as fuck. Like, the doesn't look like they're in Greece or something. How many countries around the world do you think you could walk around in, and if you never said anything, they'd be like, "Oh, he might be from this country." Like, you could uh, fit uh, in in other places. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Good point. Yeah, this guy definitely looks like he could fit in anywhere. I have a friend like that. Like, we, you know, we were in Italy, and it's like they thought he was a Italian. We were in Greece. They thought he was Greece. We were. He was in, uh, um. Morocco, and they're like, "Oh, he could be from Morocco." He just got that Mediterranean feel to him. You know, you just never know. Brian yeah, Window, and this guy has that Hobart skin too. Like, you just don't, you're not even sure what you're looking at. He's actually, I'm super impressed by this by Brian. He, when you see him, you there's a few guys on this list. John Wood is another one. When you see them, you're like, "There's no way this guy should be competing against these guys." But he goes out there and he does it. 
He's pretty good. I feel like he has. You mean because he looks so young and, and and just like he's not just a monster? I mean, he's got an yeah, incredible physique. I'm not, incredible I'm not saying physique, have... yeah, but maybe not the same muscle mass, maybe not same size or definition or whatever. But I would say that similarly to a Nick Matthew and a Jeff Adler, just not at the same level, that he's a guy that I think has put in the work over time to be able to maximize his potential in the sport. And everyone's potential in the sport is different. Look at, I think is that Tetlow in the well. middle there? Yeah. Who's that giant redheaded guy to the right of Tetlow? I thought it might be Drew Wayman, but I don't think so. Yeah, that's a good point about Adler, right? Although Adler does look like an action figure, he's he's no fucking Nick Urenkar. You're It's interesting. Yeah, Adler's... Uh... All right. Yes, Hobart skin. You know, just it's like, like it's got some... like. He's made out of porcelain or something. Now, do you think like, Artemis used the correct emojis? Uh, let me see. Uh, Hobart skin. Uh, uh, it's a good question. I'll tell you offline. Uh, uh, is this guy American? Sevon loves to be facetious. No, I actually, I thought, I, I honestly thought this guy was a foreigner. I mean, look at his name, Brian. Huh. <laughs> But but you're right. This is a this is a melting pot. The first uh, this is the first democracy on the history of the planet. Pretty crazy, right? Planet Earth, the, the rock that we're on. Um, I want it to be done at ninety minutes. We have now uh, eclipsed that. Uh-huh. Brian Brian uh, gave me a gentle scolding uh, the other day about our two hour. Um, his scolding's a little harsh. Redirection about our two-hour or three-hour Frisbee shows. I was like, oh, I'll teach him. I'm going to make his ranking show 45 minutes. Fuck this, dude. Uh, oh, he snatches 295 like butter. Really? That guy does that? Uh, huh? Brian, huh? He moves. I mean, he moves great, I'm telling you. It's just that he's going to be... More Hobart shit, like Hobart. Hobart <laughs> moves great. Yeah, and it's like, like I said, I feel like he has made the most out of his career. Like, he's been as good as he could it could be by moving well, by having good in- integrity, good training, discipline, whatever. But he's probably going to be 20 to 30th at the semifinal that he competes in this year. And so he won't get a, t- a ton of uh, screen time or notoriety. Uh, the giant redhead in the picture with Brian Huh is Sam True. He's on Franco's other semifinal team. That's a tough last name to have. Uh, we are now looking at the guys who did not make the list, but are worth or noteworthy. Um, these guys are fighting to get on that top 100 best male CrossFitters alive today. Uh, the only name on here that I recognize is, I, the top. I, well, I know that I've seen, heard this name before, Harry Lightfoot. Harry Lightfoot has had a really good online season. Um, I got to see him do it at the semifinals. I mean, to, it, to me, he's kind of like Reggie Fossa and Simon Montilla were a couple of years ago, where online, amazing. But then the different things that are tested in a semifinal format, they weren't able to, to replicate or match those performances. And the men who typically do great in live competition, who weren't necessarily as dialed in for the quarterfinals, passed him by. So Harry is a big dude. He's very strong. He's got some comp- competition experience. He had a great start to the season i'm watching him for sure but just outside the list for now oh when you say big you mean like two two hundred he's a 200 pounder yeah i think so uh the one good thing about harry is it says amy kringle follows him Mm -hmm. that's that's always um 
and Brian Frankrosser. I did see that. Uh, that's um, who who do you decide? Or is your be friendly account going to fo- follow people? Be friendly <laughs> fitness. They're different. Different. Okay. Uh, Adam McAdams. I don't know him. And and is this an Asian dude? He's com- I mean, he lives in America, but yeah, he's got Asian features. Anthony Yim. Oh, what's his deal? How come we don't? How come? How come there aren't any Asians in the games? How come there's no like Japanese dudes or? How come? How come we don't have Asians in the games? Sung Young Choi. Oh, okay. Uh, that's on the that's on the women's side. The men haven't been good enough to qualify yet. And and, and she's injured. She's out this year, so I think that likely to we'll talk about it tomorrow. Likely to get a Dawan Jung into the games this year. Uh, oh, and you follow this guy too, Anthony. Um... Yeah, Anthony Yim. Uh, Dajon Wong is going to the games, a, fe- a Asian female. You didn't think I heard that, huh? You thought Dawan he was going to slip? Yeah. Dawan I think so. But we'll, we'll talk about the uh, the women more in depth tomorrow. Anthony Yim has come onto my radar this season. Buddy, uh, someone on Instagram introduced me to him, mentioned that he'd had some good online performances, doing fairly comparable to guys like Philip Muscarella, who's obviously higher on the list. Um, He's a little older. I think he's 28, but he's working his ass off. He's got some pretty impressive skill sets. I think he can move a little bit better still on certain things. Uh, this will be a big a big competition for him at semifinals. I think he's going to probably learn a lot. I think we maybe see one really good performance from him and a few you know, things that where he, he maybe, maybe has some execution errors and doesn't necessarily get to show off everything that he can do. I think he'll probably get better over the next year or two. But his window of making it from where he is to where he would need to get is small, considering his age. What? What? Sorry. What country again? North America. Uh, so, so is he? So he is he? He is going to semifinals. You said. Yeah. West or east? West. Uh. Um. Cool count. Uh. Hey, I don't think this picture deserves to be pinned. I don't think this is a good pose for him. I like the lat, but other than that, it's, it's too demure with his hands in like that. Unless he was like, hey, I just did 3,000, uh, I, I don't know what, some, something that he's showing that his forearms are sore. I did, what, what do you think about this picture? I like, well, put this one on the cover. I don't like this uh, portrayal of a man. Do you, do you have any feelings about it? I, I did not, now that you mentioned it. Yeah, I think it's a little bit uh, kind of defeated looking. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Um, uh, f- fantastic list. Uh any stones? I know that. Well, I know there's some stones that were uncovered. Brian, is there anything else that um, is mandatory before we sign off here and start prepping for tomorrow's show with the the big show with the women? No, I just I, I'm hopeful that, like Heidi said, that maybe just getting introduced to some of these names, realizing how competitive some of these regions are, can make people get excited for the semifinals that are coming up. If you have the chance to go to some of them, there, I think that. I can't think I kind of think differently than you on this. I think the semifinals this year are going to be incredibly exciting and incredibly. No, I do too. I think they're going to be amazing. Did, did I say something that makes it seem otherwise? Uh, just that you don't necessarily like the 60 men in a field and you're going to, we're going to see like, you know, certain people competing against each other and have already kind of know what's going to happen. Oh, at the right. Games, okay. Those types right, of sentiments. Right. I don't think that that's necessarily the case. I think that, it's a, I think that what's what's really likely to happen, it's very look, it's I'll be working for the broadcast at both North America semifinals and in Europe, but uh, it's just really difficult to make sure that we 
get the coverage that every athlete is really deserving. I mean, making it to one of these things is so difficult. I want to acknowledge that. I want to recognize every single athlete who's made it there. I would do my best to have that influence on the broadcast in the role that I'm in, but you know, likely it's going to be really focused on the top 10 to 15 at those big ones and the top five to eight at this, at the smaller ones with some, you know, a dozen other athletes who get some notoriety because of an incredible performance that they have in one particular or two particular events. That's just how it is. Um, but I do, I, I hope that at least this can acknowledge some of the athletes that might not get much screen time in semifinals, that there are people out here like me that are paying attention, that know how hard you guys are working and that are excited to see what you can do. Because as I mentioned in the article, there are a few athletes at every part of this list that will do something, especially in the bottom half, that will surprise us. There's always someone that pops up. There's always someone that outperforms what, what we thought was possible. And it's exciting to, to, um, to me that some people get some exposure to their names here so that when that does happen, they say, oh, yeah, I remember Brian talking about that guy. Uh, poor Hunter three R Brian is worth his weight in gold. So much insight. Thank you. I uh, second that, uh, sentiments, Jessica Valenzuela, very astute observation. The new power rankings for the women are going to be extraordinary and fun now that we are going to crown a new champ. Yeah. That what very well said. We are going to crown a new champ this year. It's going to be fun. Um, uh, even though we all know who it is already, uh, Brian, uh, Chelsea Miller with the question, Brian, do you find it harder to predict for penis or vagina? Well, it depends how tight the pants are. Right. Fair enough. Great, <laughs> great, uh, straight observation. Uh, I would say, um, man, that's a, that is, that's a tough question. I don't know. I think, I think in general, the men, just cause it's, cause I do think that there, there are deeper fields and it's, there's more men that are trying, like really trying to, to make a great, um, splash in the field in the competitive field so you're more likely to see that outlier kind of come out of nowhere but in terms of the athletes that are really competing for game spots i feel like i have a pretty good pulse on both uh christine young i wish i could go to the west but it's fitness freedom at the ranch that weekend i will also be in attendance at the fitness freedom at the ranch in aromas uh california Oh, shit, that's going to be hard. Uh, by the way, I, I suspect it's looking very, very, very good. That uh, First of all, we'll cover the semifinals, but the second thing is, is um, and usually when we cover them, we wait till the um, events are done. But I suspect that Bill Grundler and myself and a variety of other people will be having a simulcast so you can um, listen to us commentate the event and, as opposed to the people who normally do it at the um, – at the, at the event, the people Brian will be helping. So there's that. Uh, difficult. Uh, Ten Light, thank you, Brian. The broadcast is usually biased. Uh, bias. M meaning that you bring an openness to it that isn't usually here, Brian. And uh, thank you. That's what uh, Difficult is saying. He's full of shit. I think but... he's talking about the games broadcast. Oh, oh, oh. We know that oh. this is biased. Oh, okay. I apologize. Difficult. I apologize. Okay. Uh, Dan Guerrero, Brian, you're a great dude. Shame. The sport is so small and led by clowns, but thank you. Uh, okay. Here we go. You were correct. The broadcast needs to give shine to the lesser known that are actually doing well in the event. I don't know about that. Do you agree with that? Fuck the lesser known. It's just, I mean, it's like in the NBA, the they thing. don't talk about the people sitting on the bench. Do they? Uh, not, I mean, when they get in the game, they will, they will, 
and those guys are all in the game. But it's tough. Like how many, you know, we don't actually know the schedule for semifinals yet. Are they going to have six heats at 10 for men, six heats at 10 for women, four heats at 10 for the teams at the North America? And are they going to have three events in the day? So that's 18 heats of men. Are you going to have your, are you going to have Sean Woodland who's doing the color commentary for both the men, the women and the teams do 18 heats of men, 18 heats of women and 12 heats of team in one day. That's not very reasonable to expect a person to be able to do that. Do they have a backup crew that can do some of the early heats? That might be a good option. Are they not going to broadcast all the heats? So I don't know. Are they going to have heats at 20 instead of 10? We're not sure. So there's a lot of unknowns in that regard. Um, But like I said earlier, I will do what I can to try to get the attention on as many of the athletes as possible because it's very, very, it's very hard to qualify. Uh, Robbie Myers can't wait for the Johannesboro open tomorrow. That's my town. I told you, uh, you should have come down and done a live show from there. Hey, so tomorrow we are going to do our best to make tomorrow's uh, Frisbee golf show an hour, an hour of excitement. I'm narrowing it down to two people for you. Yeah. So, so uh, give us, uh, let's, let's, we'll take a, uh, I appreciate Brian being patient with me on, on that show. Uh, Wad Zombie, does Brian have a hopper pick? Someone who will come out of nowhere and crush it. Yeah. Dallin Pepper, Jay Crouch. I picked him for him. I don't think that's what he means. Um, In terms of the the big three fields, not really. I think that, you know, I was. What's he mean? He doesn't mean that. Tell me what he means. I'm I'm lost. Like before, before um, Jason Hopper did that at that semifinal, no one was picking him to win that semifinal. Ah, okay. If Dallin Pepper wins a semifinal, it would be impressive because they'll have to beat Roman Krennikov and Jeff Adler, who both won semifinals of their own last year. But it wouldn't be like, holy shit, Dallin who? So it would be crazy, though. It would be crazy if he beat Roman. And who's the other guy you said? Adler? Yeah, that would be crazy. But I think it would be less surprising than Jason Hopper beating Justin Medeiros and Scott Panchik two years ago. Oh. Fair, fair. Well, fair. Thinking and, and even fair. keeping yes, in mind. Yes, yes, yes. You know? Very fair. Good point. Good point. So that was crazy. He did. That's who he beat there. A Panchik and a, and a Medeiros. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. And everyone else. Uh, if a lesser known is winning an event, then uh, at least mention their name. That's what I mean. Fair enough. Very yeah, good. And point. that yes. very that is very specifically something that, that I will be doing everything I can to make sure happens. Hey, that, that's a very good point. I apologize. Difficult. Well said. Uh, Bruce Wayne, uh, $5 for a steak and be friendly fitness. I hate to say it, but I think you sent your money to the wrong guy, but I appreciate it anyway. Um, here we go. Dan Guerrero. Uh, now we're getting swerving way out of the lane of uh, what the show's about, but I'll ask anyway. Um, Brian Friend. Hi. Have you ever been asked to commentate for the game's broadcast? If not, can we ask to get you in there so we can get relevant comments during events? If they ask me, I would accept. I have not been asked. Okay. Uh, shopping cart. I'm already getting angry in preparation for Brian's disrespect to my girl Bethany's. Uh, Bethany, who? Who? Oh, Bethany, who? Uh, Shatburn. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, and all of the the women's ranking article and the team ranking article are already live on the website. We'll put up the Instagram posts on the morning of the comp of the um comp- of the broadcast of the podcast, excuse me. But I did want to have those out there. Um, so you guys can go check them out and get all your uh, criticisms lined up for tomorrow. Jeremy world with the final comment. Uh, I will be talking about Bethany Shad- Shadburn uh, tomorrow and her 
beautiful giant head. Um, but until then, if you want to get more information, uh, the website is be friendly. Don't put the period in there. It's just be, and then the word friendlyfitness.com. Be friendlyfitness.com. It's pretty easy to find. There's also an Instagram account, a beautiful website. Um, the team's done a great job. It's a thousand times nicer than my website. I, I got mine for free. Did you get yours for free? I mean, we spent a little money. Okay. There we go. That, that's why mine's ass. Okay. Uh, thank you, Brian. See you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Yep. Alrighty. Bye-bye.